today we're embarking in a new journey, the laws of brachot, and not just any brachot, but fun brachos that you may not have known beforehand, these interesting brachos that you actually get a lot of opportunities more to say brachos, more than you ever knew you could do. Some of them will be that, that page in the sitter that's like on the side, and some of them will be other. Um, I'm going to give just one warning. All the laws of brachos that I'm learning with you guys are based on the Pnine Halacha of Rabbi Eliezer Malamed. That's the posek that I almost... That's right. You guys went to our bracha. That's this rabbi. And what I love about this sefer is, one, that he is modern. So he's not talking about uh, 300 years ago was going on. He's alive. So you know what he says he actually believes in. Like, it's relevant for us today. Um, he's not scared. He always gives the background for the halacha, the gemara, the shulchanara. And he's not afraid to say things that maybe other rabbis might be too hesitant to say. He says it straight like he believes. He's very clear. Um, he also happens to be a religious Zionist rabbi, so I'm not on the wavelength, same wavelength on it as that. But this Hilchah's brachos don't really have much to do with that. But um, anyway, that's a little bit about the, the posek who we're following. But 95% of what we're saying everyone agrees about. You might find a tiny little disagreement by some rabbis on little issues here. Sounds good? Okay, so one, because I think inspired by one of your suggestions last week. Which one? I don't remember. But one of you guys said, let's learn about the laws of blessings of, I don't know, uh, monkeys or something like that. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to learn about a, a bunch of brachas that you may have known about, that you may have thought was just a myth, but it's really not a myth. And maybe there are some myths when it comes to brachas. Um, a, lot of stuff, a lot of this stuff. Um, I myself uh, was surprised when I first learned it. Now, is that on the table? <laughs> you gotta be creative. You gotta be creative. Uh, is that on the table right there? Oh my god! I saw the legs right there, so I'm like, wait. What? Okay. Let's start with Inyana de Yaima. It's been cold and rainy, and there's been some thunder and lightning of late in the, here in the Holy Land. So, does anyone know what are the brachas? That Mara and Shulchanach tell us for, for it's a rainbow, right? No, oh, it's, it's a trick question. Ah, oh, it's for either. It's for either. Ah, very good. You know your stuff. Very good. Good. So the truth is, technically, for either thunder and light or lightning, the halacha is you can say either Osimasabreshis, which is a blessing, uh, thanking God for the wonders of creation, or Shekoychagvorotamaleolam which means that his power and strength fills up the world. Okay? Both of them work for both. Guys, I'm going I'm to make a request that we put away the phone so we can focus on, uh, on, on the Torah. Don't you have to, like, see the actual bolt of lightning? Right, exactly. So, generally, I get confused about this, but what comes first, lightning or thunder? Thunder. No, lightning. Oh, right. Oh, lightning usually comes first, what? right? <laughs> lightning. <laughs> Right. I also, no, I, like, no. I also get confused. No, but you hear the thunder and then the lightning comes. No. Um, it could just be the next bolt of lightning. Yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> the, the scary, the scary, the scary, the scary, the scary things. The Gemara says that God get, has scary things. 
in order to straighten the heart of man. Okay? That's what scary things do. So when you when you hear thunder or I don't know, there are other anything that's scary. Oh, or a tornado, for example, would also be a kocho grotto maliolam, or a hurricane. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I've never seen a hurricane, a tornado. So I, I've not, but that is alacha. Shekocho grotto maliolam. Okay. Osemase Breshit. Okay, and Shekocho Ugvurato Male Olam. Okay, I can write it down, but I'll, my stender will fall. So you guys will write it down. Uh, I could also send at the end of the, uh, end of the day uh, all of these. Wait, Osemase Breshit is thunder? is for many beautiful things. Included in that is lightning. Okay. It's a, a, a wondrous, wondrous things. Anytime there's a wondrous thing, natural thing, natural um, irua, um, and uh, event in nature, so that gets an ose vibration. So lightning would be one example. We'll, we'll name many other examples of times when we get to say the bracha of ose vibration. But a few important caveats, as you probably learned, it has to be toch kidei dibor, which means three seconds, three to four seconds. So you have a three to four second time when you see that lightning bolt, and then you can say the bracha. So that's why you got to know these brachas by heart. Okay? And then after that, you have to wait till next thunderstorm and the next lightning. Okay? So that's the, that's important. Yeah? So you know how you're not supposed to say bracha before you like, do the in the morning? So, and you know how you have, like, you're considered impure after sleeping. So let's say thunder wakes you up in the middle of the night. You don't have time to go to the Tzilat Yisrael. If you go like the Kabbalistic Khumra that you have water right next to you. You still can't do that every second. Okay, so uh, the truth is you probably you probably will not have the, uh, the time to do it if you're like normal humans. But you shouldn't say it? You can say it without Hashem Zin. But yeah, you shouldn't say it. As far as I think, I, I, my... Yes, not that I've seen this in this farm, but my understanding is just say Although what is discussed in the post game is what if you're in the middle of Psuki Zimra? You're davening. You're in the middle of uh, Ashray. In the middle of Ashray. And then suddenly you see a lightning. Or a different situation is if you're in the middle of Shema. In the middle of your Shema. Or in the middle of your Amidah. So in the Amidah, the answer is no. Right? In the Shema, in between paragraphs, you do say the bracha, or say masturbation. So if you can get to the end paragraph within... Three seconds, you'd be right in the, the chances are low, but it's possible. Such a thing is possible. <laughs> okay, maybe this looks... <laughs> okay, I don't really need the computer. Okay. Yeah, I could just sit down. Okay, but it's okay. I was, I'm excited today. So, Ose masturbation for that... And what else? Oh, Suki de Zimra, you can stop at the end of the sentence, and then you can say Osei Mashiach or Kochevur Tamaleolam. But you only do it uh, once a day unless you know it's a totally different thunderstorm or lightning storm. So let's say it was in the morning and there was clouds, and now it's a whole different Florida. Florida I don't know. So I then you can get a lot of brachas in. What? But normal situation, <laughs> you will. Uh, you only do it once a day. Okay.
other events that merit um, these special brachas is if you saw a volcano. Wait, is this all I've seen a volcano before. Yeah, only talking about these. We're only in this, in this category, okay? A volcano would be cool enough. Wait, why do you say brachan volcano if it doesn't erupt? Um, because it is a wonder site. You say I'm one that's not with the hell active anymore. If you are blown away by it. If you were like, wow. Oh, if you see a panda on the right? Yes, exactly. Well, not anything, but there are certain natural phenomena. Where what bracha would you say on something that's not that? Like, it doesn't have its own bracha, but it's like... You just think it's cool? There's one for a really smart person. And then you... Yeah, yeah, but, or a really other person. person. We'll get to that. We'll get to all this. And, do, and it's yeah. two times. No one so ever said that. It's... it's <laughs> if it is a natural phenomenon that gets no same observation... If you just think it's cool, but most people don't think, won't be blown away by it, so you could just say, Hashem, that's awesome. But it doesn't merit its own blessing. So there is some objectivity, but there's also some subjectivity. And we'll have to go topic by topic to understand, you know, what, what the halacha is. So Niagara Falls, right? Let's say you see a waterfall, and you're blown away, or Victoria Falls. What do you guys see? Can you say, no, say, my celebration? The answer is yes, you can. Most posts can understand that the examples given in the Gemara are just examples, but anytime it's a natural phenomenon that most people say is like, whoa, like a waterfall, then you can say an Osama celebration. You only say it once, and you only see it if you haven't seen it in the last 30 days. Okay? But, and when I say see, this is important, I mean physically see. So, like, can, Canadians can't say the Bracha? Um, Torontonians who go to. Niagara Falls a lot, then probably can't, but most people uh, probably don't see it every day and, you know, probably can. And this isn't just for Niagara Falls, it's for all natural phenomena as no, we'll talk about. There's another waterfall in Africa, it's very famous, I went to see it, Victoria Falls. En Gedi, uh, it's a good, so En Gedi, we'll talk about this, but there is a waterfall there. Yeah. I don't think it's so wow. That most people go to. It, people don't go to see it to, for the sake of the waterfall. They go for because they want to swim. Um, the, maybe there are other natural phenomena in Engedi which people are like, wow, about. I'm not sure. Nothing comes to mind particularly about Engedi that people go for the natural phenomena. Maybe some of the birds or some of the animals there would so matter. You see um, something amazing. Or like the clouds of, like you haven't seen that. Like it's Excellent question. If you're seeing and you're like, wow, then you can say no, Sam, I'll Okay, the window doesn't interrupt you. You can also use binoculars. And if you're going to, for the wow effect, then you can say no, Sam, I'll I have done that personally. So if you're going skydiving, you'd say it? If you see something that you well, can Like I'm just saying the view of just being like up there. Mm. I hear that. It's a good question. And... Emotionally, I want you want to say yes because it's amazing, but I don't think you would say it with, that, with Hashem's name because I think the halacha is it has to be that the phenomenon itself is unique. If it's just that you have a unique view, I don't think that that the, it was too subjective, and so the the the, zero, the halacha wasn't didn't wasn't applied to that situation. Certainly, you could say Hashem, you're amazing. But I don't think it would merit its own special bracha. Okay? Um, fine. Let's go a little bit in order. Uh, in terms of this, mentioned earthquakes. Uh, oh, earthquakes and shooting stars are also scary 
events that don't happen too often, which merit a shekocho ogvuroto male olam. Okay, but the most, the thing that comes up most is, of course, thunder. Okay, um, good. Doesn't mm. it live in, like, Kansas, right? Where there's a lot of tornadoes? Do I still say the bracha? No, only in the last 30 days. If, oh, well, it would be similar to a, um, no, the 30 days is if it's that, it's an ocean or it's a mountain. If it's a tornado, if it's the same tornado, I assume it's a new tornado yeah. every single day, so then yes, every day you can make a new bracha. I don't think they see tornadoes like every day, but but yeah, it's true. If it's a wow, if you're, if you're wowed by it, and most people would be wowed by it, then you would merit an osema sebracious. Okay, a few other situations which come up for us, especially in Israel, osema sebracious, mountains, Mountains, which are like, wow, very tall, and most people think they're very tall, um, get an Osei Masei So here in Israel, is a lot of really tall mountains. Um, and if you're going out to see it, and you're like, whoa, uh, then you, like, Harabel, Har Carmel, Meron, um, any of these really tall mountains, you can say the bracha. Um, it, if and most people are blown away by it, you could say Gamla, Masada, all of these tall mountains merit a bracha. Um, ocean, the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean has its own special bracha. Why not Pacific? There's the men, there, No, I'm trying to remember. It might here in Israel we have we have the Pacific, right? We don't. No, we have we have the Mediterranean, and that's it. Okeanos. I think that's only the Atlantic. I'm trying. I'm doing like in in the safer talks that Okeanos is getting a bracha of Hayamagadol and not Yamatichon. Some people say that the Mediterranean does get, but most posts can say that it doesn't get the special of Hayam Hagadol. But you can still say an Osemasagracious. Any big water Yam Sea merits an Osemasagracious. So here in Israel, you got the Dead Sea, you got the Kinneret. You got you go to Tel Aviv. You got the Mediterranean. You, any of those oceans, if you haven't seen it for thirty days, and you're and you, and you go out to see it specifically, you can say an Osei Masebreshi. If you I don't know live in Herzliya, you live in Tel Aviv, and every day when you're driving, you see the ocean, and there's no longer a wow effect, so then you wouldn't say an Osei Masebreshi anymore. Okay, but for most people, who don't see it every day. Any um, big Ocean merits an Osei Masei Bracious. I guess that most people don't know this. They think I'm a myth, but actually that's the halacha and the Gemara and the Shulchan Aruch, and it's a, real, it's a real thing. For rivers, it goes by how big the river is. For example, the Jordan River, if you, you went Jordan rafting maybe, it's kind of small. So it doesn't merit its own bracha of Osei Masei Bracious. But if you have, and you know, in Europe and in a lot of these countries, and by the the Nile, it is huge. The Mississippi have these huge rivers. They, Ontario. yeah, they do merit their own brachav osei masabrishis. Also, a desert. If people go there, like if you go to the the Earth, the erosion crater down 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 south, um, Earth areas at Midbar Yehuda where people go specifically because there's unique phenomenon. Also can merit this Osei Masebration as long as there's something unique and people, you know, and like tourists go there to see to see it. You can say this special uh, bracha uh, connecting to Hashem through the beauty of the world. Good. Yeah. All right. Let's move to another bracha. Shekacha lo ba'olamo. 
Okay, this is one of those, which is really kind of a funny one. Uh, it's thanking God for beautiful creatures. Okay, so what are some beautiful creatures? Shekacha lo lamed vav. Be'olamo. Shekacha lo ba'olamo. Which means, wow, God, I can't believe you've created such beautiful things in your world. Okay, so what are some examples of beautiful creatures? Um, unicorns. That's a good example. Definitely, if you saw a unicorn, you would, it would inherit a shkach uh, a, a, a What else? Um, a cheetah. A cheetah. So, interestingly enough, have you ever seen, have you ever seen any, any, any beautiful creature, <laughs> it could be a peacock, it could be um, fish in the sea in Eilat, it could be, what are they, kutukis, uh, parrots, uh, the very spe- pretty parrots in the, in the zoo. Anything that people are like wowed by and you're wowed by, the beauty of it, you get to say this bracha of shakacha lo ba'olamo. Okay? different interests though. It's true. There is a subjective element of this. I don't care about animals. Right. So in that case, I would say that if you really couldn't care less than that, no, I wouldn't say it. Like... But if you're like, yeah, but most people are like, wow, then you can say it. Okay? Because it goes by what most people Go by even if you yourself aren't such an animal person. Okay? Now, this doesn't just apply to animals, and it also applies to plants. So, if there's a very unique, your plant type of guy, and you re- what an oak tree, or you go to the evergreens in LA, you see the redwood, whatever, down in LA, you get to say this bracha of shakachalo ba'olamo. And one more interesting application of this this applies for people too. Okay? So, really, let's say you're walking down the street and you see this Olympian guy who's like super buff and he's like the most gorgeous human you've ever seen. You can actually say this bracha of Shekacha Loba Olamo. It's not about him, it's about Hashem. You're thanking Hashem for, wow, you created such beautiful things. Okay? Important, um, what's it called? C- limiting factor. When I was. Uh, a young lad. I taught this year about 10 years ago to my Araita guys who I taught. And my friend Eitan heard this year and he went out to the street to a girl that he liked and he said this brother with, with, with Hashem's name. And I told him Eitan that was not proper because what I forgot to mention in my shear was that the Yerushalmi specifically said that it's not Sanua for a man to do this on a woman. Okay? Can a woman do it on a man? I think so. I don't know. As a pickup line, it would definitely not be appropriate. But if you're genuinely blown away by the beauty, then technically, maybe a guy, a, guy, a woman could do it on a guy, but I don't think, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it at home unless it's like, wow, amazing. You know, like, you don't have to do it in front of him. You just, it's bad if like, a man does it to a woman, even if he's not playing in her face, like, it's because it's not, because that's a good question. The minug is not. The minug is men not to do it for, to women because it's not to anyone. But, it, it, but, but if she's not around, you're saying, what does it matter? I hear. I don't know. I still think the minug is not to do it. It's just low proof. But uh, so you call that a myth or not a myth, but it's... I've heard a random myth. Can I ask Is it related to this? Uh, okay, so write it on the group. Write it on the group and we've got time at the end of class. We'll do it, okay? Yeah. Sounds good. That and names. So, Baba? Okay. So that's a, a fun one. Shekacha loba olamo. Uh, a little bit of a controversial one, and people think it's a myth, but it's actually not a myth, is um, Mishane Habrios. 
There's a blessing where we bless God and say, even though things seem like they're not perfect, we're saying everything's from Hashem. Okay, everything's, everything's really exactly with Hashkacha for Hashem's reasoning. Okay, so again, we're not dissing on the thing at all. We're just recognizing in ourselves a natural feeling of like Iksa, and then we're saying, no, it's from Hashem, and it's all good. Okay, so when you see creatures that are different, you say this, whether animals or humans. Okay, so let's go through some examples of this bracha of Neshaneh Habriot. Okay, one that the Gemara in Brachos mentions is monkeys. Okay, so good to know if you ever go to the date on the zoo, the zoo, the zoo date, which is a very popular date I see here in Israel. So you got to know, if you're a from girl, you got to know that you say this bracha on monkeys and the other animal. Anybody know the other animal in the monkeys zoo? Monkeys are so cool. They're so cool, exactly. And elephants. Why not giraffes? Why not giraffes? Maybe giraffes too. I'll explain. So the Gemara specifically mentions at monkeys and elephants as getting this bracha. Why? Because elephants are unique in that they use their nose to be like their hands, and they're so big, so that's cool. Um, and monkeys are kind of like humans, and they like peel bananas, and they're so cool. So since they're so different, and they arouse wonder within us, um, they, they get this brach mashanabrias. Some say that it could be any animal that, like even a giraffe, that is like, whoa. Monkeys are so cool. With that, we agree. So how is it different this is not about prettiness or like, it's, it's just unique, exactly. Now, interestingly enough, for humans, some humans also get this Mashanei Habrios Bracha, okay? So if a human is born different, for example, a Siamese twins, uh, someone born without an arm. So, I knew you were going to say that. I don't know about that, but... Um, um, someone who's very, very short. Someone very, very short. A relative mine was born with nostrils. How does he breathe? Yeah. No, they had to like give it right away. Right. I don't know what they did. Right. Wait, what about like? Okay, let's keep Same. Now, yeah. Yeah, it was so, oh, so let me say, oh, that's a good Was question. he born with that one, like? No. Uh, uh, first of all, important, like, important, important. Never would you say this if someone would be insulted. No, right, so you wouldn't say it in front of someone's face in general. You wouldn't, like, walk past a, a hunchback, for example. You wouldn't walk past and go say, that would be a terrible sin of embarrassing someone. That's, that's not. But if he's not, if he's not around, or let's say you walk past a guy and you're like, "Whoa, that was that was crazy," but you you can and probably should say this bracha of Mishane Habrios if it's natural, like that's the way God created him. I don't think so because it's pretty common in our generation. So it has to be something which awakens, arouses. Oh, so I was gonna say so exactly. If it was an accident, there's a different bracha, which we would say the first time uh, when we interact with that person. And that's bruch uh, Dayan Emet. Dayan Emet, the same bracha we say when someone dies. 
We say if we see someone who got into an accident and lost his arm or what about they, like, something like again because we're not dissing. It's not like we're saying, oh, you're disgusting. We're saying even though I naturally might feel like sad, I recognize intellectually that there is a a, a judge who's fair. You guys with me? You following? Let's say someone like that hit by a car and became like brain damaged. Do you say bro on that? It's about what you can physically see. So Let's say their face is your brain damage. Yeah, so then you would say Diana met the first time. Okay? Uh, if it was man made. I forgot to say, for the Chicago Bolomo, it has to be natural. Okay? It has to be natural. If someone had plastic surgery a lot or this is that he doesn't get the Chicago uh, Bolomo, you have to ask them. And same thing with all natural wonders. It has to be natural. Anything man made, like a dam or this or that cannot merit, a, it has, the whole point is natural wonders, okay? So that's Mishane Habrius Pachoti Oter. Moving on, rainbows, okay? Wow, you know your stuff. It's this song. It's pretty good, I don't know this song. Okay. What? <laughs> I don't know the song. Sorry. You can send, me, send it on the group, the, the, the song. Yeah, the song. Oh, no. <laughs> that goes back to the police this year regarding that. The website. Okay, let's go. Girls, rainbows. Get a special bracha. I'll read it out. But Zohar Habrit, Veneman, Veturito, Vekayam, Bema Amaro. Okay? Whenever you see a rainbow, you say this blessing. God remembers the covenant and is trustworthy in his covenant and fulfills his word. What is this referring back to? Why do we have a special brush for a rainbow? Noah, right? You, you've learned the story that the rainbow is meant to remind us um, that Hashem will not destroy the world. Oh, we won't? Good. So that's a good question. Is that a myth or is that a real thing? The thing of not looking at it. Is that a real thing? No. It, it actually is. It's mentioned in the Gemara in Chagiga, Daftes Zion, that the Gemara says you shouldn't stare at a rainbow. You look at it, you say the bracha, and that's it. Similarly, by, well, you guys don't, do you do, you do Kiddush Lavana? I'm assuming. What's that? Yeah, during the movie, there's a full moon or something. Yeah, so it's more of a guy thing. It's more of a guy thing. Anyway, you don't stare at the moon. So you don't stare at the rainbow, you just, and some, the Mishnah Brewer writes, you don't tell other people if there's a rainbow. But the minog is like most post game that you can tell someone that there's a rainbow. Okay, so it's not a myth, it's a real thing not to point to a rainbow, but we actually say you can point, tell someone about a rainbow, but we don't stare at the rainbow because it's for some reason considered disrespectful. It's like staring at God or something like that. Okay? Any questions? Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's fine. What if you took the picture? Yeah. What if you took the picture? You took it, you took it. You just don't normally stare at it. You're allowed to look at it. You just don't stare at it. So I'm saying, like, I see a rainbow. Oh, cool. Picture. I think so. I think so. Again, I wouldn't call this, like, a iser. It's mentioned in the Gemara as something that we wouldn't recommend doing. Okay? Taif. Um, good. Another, another really interesting bracha that a lot of people don't know about is uh, Shehechianu and a Mechayim 18. Let's see if you guys know oh, Yes. When, do you, when would you say a uh, Shehechianu and when would you say a uh, Mechayim 18? I'm not talking about a regular Shehechianu. No, I know. 
You know, playing Atom, you could say if you haven't seen someone in a long time. That's right. After a year, twelve months. If you haven't seen someone that you really someone else told me that has to be like close. also like never spoke. You didn't talk to him on the phone either. Excellent. You know your stuff. Very good. So let's go through. So Shechianu is the is the bracha that we say whenever we're very happy about something, like when we have a new fruit and many other situations. Hopefully, we'll get to that. But one situation that people don't realize is if you have a really close friend and you're really excited to see him, and you haven't seen him for even a month, you can say a Shechianu. But the thing is, you have to really be excited. That's why this one gets tricky, and some posts can say, well, we don't really know who's going to be, uh, you know, like, who's really close enough, who we're really excited enough about. So some posts can don't recommend the Shekhiano, but the Malamed is not scared, and he says if it's a good friend, and you feel excited about it, you can say a Shekhiano. Yeah, like, you know, if you talk about the phone, it doesn't... Ah, now, for, for Mechayim team. It literally means, blessed are you, God, who brought the dead back from the, from, to life. So, basically, most folks can feel that this bracha will only be said if you've had zero contact with that person for the last 12 months. So, if you, you know, phone them or WhatsApp or email, all of these are questions, but probably uh, then you would not say that you have to meet them. Only if you haven't seen them at all. And the Shekhianu, I believe, is the same. I don't remember 100%, but I also, if you spoke with them, call them, email them. It's like you come back from Israel and you have You see your mom and dad, so if you've been in contact with them, then you probably would not. You could say it without Hashem's name. I'm saying it. That's what I do, by the way. I'll tell you the truth. I used to teach this, and then people would get insulted because I would give him a bracha with Hashem's name, and that student, I wouldn't, and people get really upset at me. So, you know, even guys get, get emotional. It's not just girls. Um, so, so I just started saying, lo plug. Big hug, but that I don't say Hashem's name unless like no one's around and it's a really really close friend. But technically, if you're really excited to see someone, Shechianu and Mechayim Eitim, as long as you have been in contact with them, as far as I remember. Yes, you had a question. Um, so I haven't seen a friend in a year, and like recently, or like a month or two ago, that I saw her. So I only learned this thing now. Can I still say it or now? You haven't seen her in how long? In like a year, but like I like met her, like I saw her again like two months ago or something. So from two months from the last time you saw her, you have to, you have ten months from now you can say. Uh, oh, okay. It's okay. You can say it without Hashem's name. It still works. People, I, I think Hashem still likes it, and people are still uh, excited about it. So, so it's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I covered, unless I'm forgetting, most of the brachas. I, oh, Chacham Razim. I forgot to mention that. And then I want to talk for two minutes about dreams, uh, about names, because we have time. Um, well, I also have another question after that. Fine, good. So there's a bracha you can say when there's a big... Oh, kings and Tamidei Chachamim. The Gemara in bracha says that there's a special bracha we say for Jewish kings, and then a special bracha, which we say for non-Jewish kings. Okay? Uh, exactly. But the thing is, there is a machloket if nowadays we have kings. According to Zamboskim, you can't say it because we don't really have... A king is defined as someone who can do whatever he wants, kill you, and not be held accountable. Since nowadays there's no such thing as that, pretty much, many and most posts can say you can't say the bracha on kings. But some folks can disagree and say that as long as they're powerful people,
people who represent the the government, you can say that special bracha. Have I ever saw like Trump? Have yeah, I ever? Yeah, usually you should say bracha on him. So maybe the lenient opinion would say you could say a bracha on any president, but the Gemara specifically says besides for saying the bracha, you should run after seeing governors and kings of other nations because that way when Mashiach comes, you'll be able to tell the difference between a real king, King Mashiach, and a not real king. So that's why a lot of people, when Trump came or whatever, when a big person comes, uh, they often run to see him. To fulfill that Indian in the Gemara and in the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, that's not a myth. It's a real thing, and some people even say that bracha. I don't know, flattered him, or I don't know why. Okay, then there's a different brachas for Jews and non-Jews, but again, doesn't we don't really say it with Hashem's name, so it's not really worth going through it. And for a huge Talmud Chacham, um, there's also a special bracha, and also for a huge Talmud Chacham in the Gentile world, and a non-Jewish wise person also merits a special bracha. Again, it's not about him, it's thanking Hashem, and wow, you created such wise people in the world. And remember the, the actual Lashon? I could send it to you guys. And in here one second. Chacham Arazim is when you see um, someone, when you see 600,000 Jews together. Okay, so like at a funeral of a big Sometimes that happens. Shechalak mechachmatoli re'av is when you uh, see a wise big Talmud Chacham. So I don't know if you saw Ravadi Yosef, you saw one of the biggest Talmud Chachamim. You, you would say Ravadi Yosef is no longer alive, but if you saw people, someone who people consider to be extremely smart, you would say that. Um, but for a non-Jew, you would say Shenatan mechachmatoli basar v'adam that he gave his wisdom to flesh and blood. Okay. And I'm just forgetting anyone, any of the halachas that special brachas. Birchat Ilanis we'll talk about in Nisan time. And beautiful things. Good. Okay. All right. Okay, I were, yeah, you want to ask me a question? I have two things. Yeah. One, I was in another class before and they were saying, like, if you take like, a cat's placenta, uh-huh. And put it on your eyes, you'll see like demons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll burn it first. So I've never tried it. Actually, uh, you try that as like, I've never tried it. I'm trying to But it is mentioned in the Gemara and Brachos, that is for sure. So I, I, it does not, it's not a halacha question, so oh. I, I don't know. But uh, they, they say, they, I've never tried it. Okay, they, it's, it's mentioned in the Gemara. Okay, then, okay, so did you hear about like the Kennedys getting cursed by rebellion? I have heard. Crazy. Crazy. What? what happened? Just everything bad has happened to the Kennedy. Because the grandpa was a Nazi. Was I, I, I've heard of it. I, I, it. It might be true. I, 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 I know as much as you, but I have heard it from a lot of people. Similarly, I heard about Rabin also being uh, cursed. Rabin? Rabin. But it's not. I like, I've also heard stuff like that. But it's not really halakhah at all, but it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, in terms, of, in terms of names, because that actually, you asked that question, so I want to just address that. So, certain, look, most of my life, I've gone by my English name, and um, many, many rabbis go by their English names. So it's not halachically forbidden to go by Johnny or Jesse or Jason or Jennifer. Like, technically, 
It is definitely not forbidden, and there have been many great people throughout our tradition who have done such a thing. Okay? That's for sure. At the same time, it's definitely a, a really good thing to go by your Hebrew name. We all know the Midrash, which says that one of the merits with the Jewish people were able to, to um, keep their Jewish identity when they were down in Mitzrayim, this week's parsha. Names, their clothing, and their language. Exactly. So they kept their Jewish names because the name is a way of keeping your identity, of saying, I'm Jewish and I'm proud of it and I'm not trying to be like the other, uh, other people. Um, and so certainly to help identity, it's a good thing. Beyond that, Kabbalistically, it's considered really, really good to go by your Hebrew name and not your English name. Apparently, when you say your Hebrew name, you bring like energy upon yourself. You bring your essence upon yourself. So when I, at a certain point, had to, I struggled with this, and I kind of switched from going by Rav Keith to Rav Kalman. And one of the reasons was because I wanted to bring more spiritual energy. When I say my name, I want to bring into myself good energy. And I want to be proud of my, of my Jewishness. Why do I? So what's Fox is my, my slave name, my last name. It's, slave name. It's, it's I don't have a slave name. Talmud is my Hebrew name. Talmud is my Yiddish Hebrew name. Talmud is my first name. Talmud is my first name. But my parents, and growing up, everyone called me Keith. So, and many people still call me Keith. Um, I'm still in the midst of the switch. So, still, some people call me Keith. A lot of people call me Keith. My Frisbee friends all call me Keith because I grew up as Keith. And I, grew, and I played with them all these years. So, I'm not going to make them switch. My parents call me Keith. Many of my good friends call me Keith. You know Rajani? I do know Rajani. We're good friends. He said, he's like, oh, we said you brought my comment tonight. Whatever, and he goes, oh, he said like, is his name Keith? We're like, no, like that's not his name. And I'm like, there's no Keith in school. Yeah. And then you texted us like the next day, and it said like on your WhatsApp name, like Keith. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yes, that's so. For example, like, when Johnny met me, we were he knew me as yeah. He's like, yeah, we're friends. I know his name. How do you guys meet? How do we meet? Like, <laughs> Take a look. Like, um, how did we meet? I don't know. We, we live around. We work in the same places. We look, look, we live in the same places, and we both do the same types of stuff. So uh, we've like done tissues together. I don't know. We're, we're friends. Anyway, the point is, yes, you can go by your non your non Jewish names. You're not a bad Jew. It's all good. But if you want to be more connected with your neshama a little bit and show that you're proud to be Jewish, um, then it's definitely a worthwhile thing to uh, to to go by your Hebrew Jewish name. Cool. Okay. So next week, I'll probably continue with. It's our in- last class. It's our last class. What? Not? Yeah, it's our last class. Uh, because we have like a brick. Okay. Oh yeah. We- New news to me. Really? Oh, it's like switches. Yeah, it's my not 